Hello, and welcome to the Global Venturing Review podcast, covering the biggest venture stories over the past week from across the CVC space. My name is Fernando Moncada, senior reporter, and we are in our penultimate episode of GVR for the year, with the holidays fast approaching. But deal flow continues to rumble on despite the upcoming festivities, and we'll be taking a look through some of the main listings and funding news from the past week. Starting in the UK, where semiconductor technology producer Arm would look to have an initial public offering as a backup plan if its planned acquisition by fellow chipmaker NVIDIA were to fall through, a source told Global Corporate Venturing. Announced in September this year, the takeover would see NVIDIA buy Arm from SoftBank and its Vision Fund in a deal worth $40 billion through a combination of cash and NVIDIA shares, with SoftBank ending up with a sub-10% equity stake in NVIDIA following the deal, which would value Arm at over $70 billion. The deal is being challenged, however, by the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, and it's looking increasingly unlikely to close. ARM, which licenses chip technology for devices ranging from automobiles to smartphones and factory equipment, is seen by authorities as best staying a neutral party not owned by any single chip maker, and assurances of a Chinese wall between it and NVIDIA's own operations may not be enough to assuage the FTC's stance. A potential IPO is being mooted as a backup option that would bring ARM back to the public markets after it was taken private by SoftBank for $31.4 billion in 2016. Elsewhere, SenseTime, a China-headquartered artificial intelligence technology provider that counts corporates Alibaba, Qualcomm, SoftBank, Sunning, and Dalian Wanda as investors, is reportedly seeking up to $767 million in its initial public offering. The company is understood to be planning to issue 1.5 billion shares on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, which would value it at up to $17 billion if it prices them at the top of its range. The company has signed up eight cornerstone investors who have subscribed for about $450 million worth of shares. Based in Hong Kong, the company produces AI chips, sensors, and software for use in image recognition, Internet of Things, autonomous driving, and metaverse products, as well as the healthcare and education sectors. The offering represents a downgrade from the reported $2 billion that SenseTime had been seeking, and may serve as a bellwether for China's IPO environment following regulatory issues that have hampered flotations over the past year or so. It's also been a big week for digital banking and fintech in the listed space. New Holdings, the Brazil-based owner of NewBank, which counts internet company Tencent and conglomerate Berkshire Hathaway as investors, secured $2.6 billion in an IPO priced at $9 apiece at the top of its range. It issued 289 million shares on a New York stock exchange, 10% of which were scooped up by Berkshire Hathaway. It has also been issuing depository receipts on Sao Paulo's B3 stock exchange in a concurrent offering. It was initially targeting $3.18 billion before decreasing its range the week before the offering. The listing comes at a time when Brazil's IPO activity has been decreased significantly, and no companies have gone public in Sao Paulo's B3 stock exchange since September. In addition to the IPO, digital banks have been raising hundreds of millions of dollars over the past week. Singapore-based digital banking network Time expanded its Series B around to $180 million, with $70 million in new funding from internet and gaming group Tencent and development finance institution CDC Group, highlighting the further international expansion of digital banking. The close of the round follows a $110 million first tranche in February, featuring conglomerate Gokongwe Group's JG Summit Holdings subsidiary, and private equity firm Apis Partners, Apis Growth Fund 2. Time is building a digital banking network aimed at emerging markets, and it will use the proceeds to grow its Time Bank retail bank in South Africa and fund its Philippines-focused banking subsidiary GoTime as it lays the foundation for an expansion across the Association of Southeast Asian Nations region. Time Bank is billed as the first bank in South Africa to operate completely from a cloud-based infrastructure network and is a further data point 
in the growing demand for alternative banking services, particularly in developing economies, which have experienced an uptake in funding of late. Emerging markets in the APAC region, for example, where much of time's expansion will take place, have seen a higher market penetration for financial technology apps than developed APAC markets. Elsewhere, Internet and Technology Group Alphabet's GV subsidiary took part in a $300 million Series D round for US-based cancer detection technology developer Freenome, further expanding its life sciences portfolio. Perceptive Advisors and RA Capital Management co-led the round, which included care providers Kaiser Permanente and Intermountain Healthcare's Intermountain Ventures Unit. Pharmaceutical firms Novartis and Roche, the latter investing through its Roche Venture Fund, and Investment and Financial Services Group Fidelity also took part. Andreessen Horowitz's Life Sciences Growth Fund also participated alongside the American Cancer Society's Bright Edge Ventures Vehicle, Arts's Ventures, Bain Capital Life Sciences, Catalio Capital Management, Cremorant Capital, DCVC, Feralin Capital Management, Polaris Partners, Ridgeback Capital Management, and Janice Henderson Investors. The round was filled out by Rock Springs Capital, Sands Capital, Section 32, Saleas Capital Management, Arrowmark Partners, Byers Capital, Eventide Asset Management, HBM Healthcare Investments, Logos Capital, Pura Vita Investments, Severa Capital Management, and funds and accounts advised by T. Rowe Price, as well as unnamed other funds. Never too far behind the investment flow, blockchain-based games and play-to-earn, or P2E, had another good week. Vietnam-based blockchain game studio Wida secured $25 million from investors including Gaming Guild, Good Guild Games, decentralized technology provider Mask Network, and blockchain technology developer Cardia Chain, as the market for P2E gaming continues to intensify. Hashkey, an affiliate of automotive components producer Weixiang, filled out the round together with decentralized fundraising platform Polkastarter, Eternity Ventures, Bitscale, Morningstar Ventures, Formless Capital, Ubi Capital, and Axia 8 Ventures, while Cardia Chain took part through its strategic investment arm, Cardia Ventures. The funding comes just two months after Wida formed a cooperation agreement with the seven largest game studios in Vietnam to accelerate the onset of blockchain-based gaming. The partnership, called Iron Sale, will be a hybrid effort comprising both fundraising and token sales, and in what can be described almost as a demonstration of its use case, Iron Sale, which is technically a special-purpose acquisition company, offered investors buy-ins through a gamified interface set up as a treasure hunt across the seven seas in which they could buy one of 2,500 tokens called Keys worth $10,000 each for a total of $25 million. Vietnam's been somewhat of a pioneer in blockchain gaming with game developer Sky Mavis being one of the first to see the potential in monetizing gameplay via non-fungible tokens or NFTs through its Axie Infinity game in which players collect digital figures and use them in virtual battles. NFT sales tracking firm DapRadar has Axie Infinity pegged as the owner of the largest collection of NFTs in the world. And looking to capitalize in the same space, cryptocurrency exchange Binance's smart chain subsidiary launched a $200 million blockchain gaming investment scheme with digital entertainment and blockchain technology developer Animoca Brands. Animoca Brands and Binance Smart Chain are each putting up $100 million into the partnership, through which they will work together to shortlist and advance gaming finance or GameFi projects to fruition. At the early stages, these in-game economic systems will be dependent on external capital flows to prop them up, but over the long term, the idea is to establish a self-sustaining economy where it will be supported by players spending within the games with hopes of making a real profit from the hours that they already spend gaming. Meanwhile, UK-based customer engagement software provider Genesis secured $580 million from investors including Zoom, 
forming part of a significantly expanded portfolio for the video conferencing platform developer in 2021. Salesforce led the round through its corporate venturing subsidiary, Salesforce Ventures, at a $21 billion valuation and was also joined by fellow enterprise software producer ServiceNow, CVC unit, ServiceNow Ventures, BlackRock, D1 Capital Partners, and an unnamed US-based mutual fund manager. For Zoom, the deal represents the 12th investment it's made this year following the launch of its $100 million Zoom Apps Fund in April, which was set up to target investments in its own app ecosystem including in developers of hardware, integrations, application programming interfaces, and developer platforms. As the popularity of Zoom's product exploded during the COVID-19 pandemic, it emerged as a heavyweight that began attracting startups creating products around its platform, in a similar way to those that have used the Salesforce platform on which to build their businesses. It's also been ramping up its strategic investment, having injected $30 million in video meeting developer Neat in September, at a $640 million valuation just weeks after it made the first investments from its apps fund. Lastly, on-demand grocery delivery startup Joker secured $260 million in Series B funding from investors including HV Capital, the venture capital firm backed by publisher Holdsbrink, at a $1.2 billion valuation. Mireille Assets, GGV Capital, Balderton Capital, Tiger Global Management, Activant Capital, Graycroft, G-Squared, Kazakh Ventures, Monashis, and Moving Capital also invested. As with most of its rivals, Joker's model involves maintaining a network of storage hubs in the city, which enables its drivers to load up and move rapidly. It pledges supermarket prices or lower and does not set a minimum order value, mirroring the experience of going to the local corner shop or bodega. It forms part of the sector's new generation, many of which have been founded since early 2020, with all of them placing a particular focus on speed. It's arguably the most rapidly growing subsector since the ride-hailing boom got underway in the mid-2010s. Others in the space include Gorillas, Getter, and GoPuff. That about does it for today's episode. You can catch our full coverage at globalventuring.com. These have just been the main headlines. And if this is your first time tuning into GVR, don't forget to subscribe and always get the weekly breakdown. Next week will be the final episode for the year, so make sure you catch it before logging off and going on holidays. And you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Reviews are also helpful, so don't be afraid to give one. I have been Fernando Moncada. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from In-Ear Production, whose work you can check out at inearproduction.com. And our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and a Creative Commons license. We'll be back next Monday for the last time in 2021 to close out the year. Until then, have a great week. Mm-hmm.